I'm a weak piece of shit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Sho, and joining me tonight, we have our senpai, Alex. Woohoo! I don't know what that was, I'm sorry. I also don't know what that was. Um, and the poser extraordinaire, Nitai. Uh, <laughs> two very Beautiful. different responses. Um, and I'm sure they are the exact opposite of your reaction to Attack on Titan Season 3 Part 1, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so get in your seats and get ready to listen to three men go at each other's throats over this beautiful show that some <laughs> disagree is good show actually what, what but, you mean is mm-hmm. sit down and, and watch natai squirm for like an hour to hour 20 minutes no no, oh, no no i'm calm i'm collected i'll be eloquent and nice and, it's all gonna and we'll be see fun. how long that lasts lies damn lies so <laughs> why don't we start with the op which is red swan by yoshiki featuring hyde um I didn't think it was like the best OP so far. Well, at least not the most hype one, but I <laughs> enjoyed it a lot. Um, what if I told you it's my favorite one? I would tell you. I would not blame you because honestly, up, I'm not even. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's a good song. Yeah, I didn't I'll give say you it's that. the best one. I said it's my favorite one. It, it's it's a it's a it's a good song. Like by itself, it's really great. Like. But in terms of NOP, it's tonally different from any OP that we've gotten so far. Oh, that's right, Alex. You got it. And I'll tell you why and, it's so different tonally. Oh, hold on. And it doesn't have anywhere near the level of animation that any other OPs have had so far. Like, there's a lot of just still shots of characters. But those are really nice still shots. Oh, yeah, the art is good. I just can't and say there's well a lot of animation directed. in it. But, I mean, we'll get to what this arc is about in a bit, but... Let's let's be frank. It's not like this arc, which is about government and shit and rebellion and whatever, like could have benefited from an OP, which like in case no one noticed, till now all of the previous OPs were like the soldiers' anthems and whatever. So you know, wouldn't really fit. So yeah, this OP is fucking awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah personally... it, it definitely it definitely foreshadows the tonal shift that at least the first half of this season portrays really well. Really, definitely, it's like really mel- melancholic, and but still hopeful somehow, which is like really cool. I also mm-hmm. feel like it's some kind of reverse foreshadowing. Like you think this is good now, just wait; it's gonna get so much worse. I mean, I mean, we'll get into it probably later, but it, I mean, and maybe towards the end of uh, our discussion, like I can go, we can go back to it. But it touches on some themes of like you know, mm-hmm. leaving your uh, childhood behind or whatever that. It, it does tie into this part of the story, which I really appreciate. Yeah, we do get a lot of backstories of a lot of different characters. Mm-hmm. A lot of characters get fleshed out, which is nice. Um, and the tone definitely reflects a shift in uh, really genre, I would say, of this season. Because it's completely different from what we've seen before. Yeah. I mean, I would say the first season was like an action show. The second season like was more of a mystery. And now this season is more of like a political kind of like a political thriller yeah Yeah. exactly um and honestly all these different genres 
being separated by season and coming together in one single story makes the story feel a bit more like well-rounded and it fe- makes the world feel more interesting. And I'm really glad. It's, me personally, they shifted gears at the exact point where the previous gear would have gotten stale. Yeah. So I really like um, all the different shifts that they've been doing. Um, Honestly, like there was more world building in this 12 episodes that we're talking about here the first part of the third season there was more world building in this half of the season than there has been in the entire show so far definitely also like i don't know if that's a complaint or compliment it's kind of both like i mean i'm glad i'm glad that we finally got it i'm glad that we finally got it it's just god why did it fucking take so long to get this kind of actual well thought out well crafted world building jesus christ you need to have the tension and like where you but need there to... wasn't any tension in the other season there's so what much tension what do you mean tension? okay wasn't um, any tension God. another back to your point very of, hmm? if i may go go back to your point about changing genres and stuff a, a, a long time ago we did this one episode about shonen and what does good shonen like does in order to like stay uh, good i guess and one of the aspects we talked about is how, like, some stories manage to evolve and go in different directions, some of them being, like, genre. So, for example, because, of course, JoJo changes, like, its whole genre every part, like, that that, that comes, like, every new part. So, it's, like, it's taking that fundamental understanding that, yeah, in order to keep your story fresh, interesting, and, you know, compelling, you do need to, like change and go in different directions but still you know feel like it's the same story it's cohesive and all that yeah it takes place in the same world yeah but like you know you're not like but you're not gonna go and take a a, a attack on time and just go to a romantic comedy type of genre you know i mean i mean isn't that maybe isn't that middle school the 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 middle school spinoff. Yeah, Attack but on Titan Junior spin-off. High. Which, no, no. Attack on Titan Junior High, which I have said we should do, is part of this fucking... No, 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 no. <laughs> but I everyone's like, that. no, it's not canon. Don't pay attention to it. Like, fucking what? Yeah. Um, no, if it's good, then sure, but I haven't watched it. It's so not good. There's nothing worth talking about in that spinoff. Okay. Um, but yeah, another interesting thing that they introduced with this season is they did much more person against person fighting hmm. instead of against Titans. And I don't know what you guys thought about it, but again, I thought it was really refreshing and interesting. Balls Brought to the new... walls. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you... great. Mm-hmm. It was great because instead of having this giant monstrosity that has like this tiny, it's like the fucking exhaust port on the Death Star that you got to hit. Like there are many ways you can kill a person and it doesn't have to be in one play. You can, Gee. you can hit them in multiple places and like kill them instantly. Mm-hmm. And stab them through the heart, of... cut their, cut their, cut their neck oh, in my. half. I mean, there's many ways you can go about killing a person. You can quote that uh, here at Anime Club <laughs> After Dark. Yeah. I don't know how I know this. Alex knows how to kill a person. I, I, I know I know things. <laughs> oh, it, also, no. it also leads to like really, really, um, uh, just really awesome set pieces throughout this this part of the story. 
Like, we, we can talk about the second episode and the whole, like, fucking godly animation that happened there, because, ugh. Well, like, you mentioned it, like, mm. the, in, the, in the, I believe it's at the end of the first episode is where it really starts, yeah. but then it gets started in the second episode, is the fight yeah. with Kenny and, and Levi, which kind of goes throughout the entire city that they're in. Like, so that... Good. That whole sequence, that, that, that whole thing was more exciting than any Titan fight I have seen thus far. I would say, like, the actual animation is some of the best I've seen ever. But personally, so good. personally, I didn't feel the tension that I usually do with the Titan fights. See, I, I completely disagree. I felt way more tension here because, like, with the Titan You've, they've kind of established that there are certain rules so you can kind of fight in certain ways against the Titan. But with an individual human, you don't know how they're going to react. Yeah, I'm the complete different because they have some rules, but most of the rules are not, like, steadfast. Like, they don't hold true all the time. It's kind of one of my problems with Titans. The Titans are not predictable i think as I much think, as they try to predict them i but, think this, that whole action sequence works so well because it, it, it takes like yeah so far we had humans versus titans which is pretty straightforward in terms of you need to like fly around them like cut their nape and whatever and just watch out that they don't grab you now of course you had like the female titan and the oh like the the um, special titans i guess which change a bit the, that the, that whole strategy but when you have like these like this fucking specialized force that is just in like their whole function is killing other people hmm. that that changes the whole it throws a wrench into it stuff. and yeah and my, exactly. my god what a what a great character introduction for kenny my god oh, so good man this is actually oh. the, the the introduction to uh, of kenny is the best character introduction in this show i've seen so far like there, there's no. I mean, maybe besides Hanji, because uh, oh, okay. Beast Titan had a really Cause, good introduction. Cause, cause, uh, yeah, but fuck that. Because um, that's a fucking Titan. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> but no, like, but you know, Hanji was Hanji's character introduction was great because it establishes right away that she's a crazy bitch. And then like Kenny's introduction is great because it shows that he's this ruthless character who will do whatever it takes to get the job done. I love those gut spilling out right oh those yeah. brains spilling out right as right levi's like skull. have you ever heard oh, yes. of kenny the ripper <laughs> <laughs> why would you raise that right now <laughs> it's almost like you know what's gonna happen levi it's like you've seen the script oh maybe um yeah another thing along the lines of the you know people killing each other is that they they spend a lot of time in this season contemplating like the ethics of actually killing someone an actual human being instead of you know some random monster and i thought that was interesting because attack on titan is a very famously violent show but only now in season three are we actually like you know facing the actual consequence the moral consequences of um, you know, violence. Which, so. which kind of brings up an interesting point, at least for me, because these people, well, not everyone in the show, but most of the characters that we follow are supposed to be soldiers, are supposed to be trained soldiers for a military force. Now, you'd think that, you know, killing, I mean, the Titans themselves, they can be looked at as monsters, inhuman monsters, um, but they still, like, they still, you're killing them. 
so but i mean you need but you're forgetting one really important thing it's the whole like perspective that that they like teach them and how they view the times it's like yeah we're like fucking yeah dedicate your heart to like save humanity and whatever and destroy the titans that's like the whole way they teach them and how they viewed like this whole fight against the titans yeah i mean like, i they don't I, I, see them as like living beings it's like fucking monsters today in their eyes yeah. and as, as a professional soldier i think that you i, I mean i don't think you've ever been sent on the front lines natalia but you no. are a soldier um you're kind of taught to dehumanize the enemies that you try to kill because it's the only way that you can really cope with or most people can cope with i guess if you're psychotic you don't care uh, way. i don't know if it, it it comes from like like a need to cope with it i need just i'm i and like to be honest i'm not one of the just to be clear i'm not in the like uh fighting force i'm in the communication force which is like we fix computers so let's just be clear on that <laughs> i think if anyway, you have to get though, sent to the front lines the <laughs> the the, the, the army's screwed yeah exactly but that aside um without getting too much into politics and stuff <laughs> you could say some parts of the military but that's like some individuals will like dehumanize the enemy so mm. like it's easier for people to just you know quote unquote get the job done but yeah. that's talking about individuals not the whole system even though that that has its issues and it has a ton of them uh, it's also but, weird like, because like at least for some of these characters armin in particular who seems to have a really big problem with murdering people uh for some reason has known for at least a season that some of the titans that they've been killing are actual human beings but the thing is still trying to come to terms with it because again that's after years like his entire life knowing yeah titans are just these fucking monsters outside the walls and we're we're just screwed if they break through the walls yeah. and that's most of these people one of the reasons that levi is this is so stone cold and he's like i don't know if to say if okay but just you know pragmatic about this whole situation is as we see in this part of the show he from the get-go he's like just trying to survive and that means like going toe-to-toe with other people in the underground city mm. you know yeah so he had to face this reality way earlier than any of these guys which is a really good character trait and i think it yep. was portrayed very well in this season mm -hmm. yep levi and kenny's relationship and backstory is so well done mm-hmm it mm -hmm. is it is it's actually it, it's it's phenomenal and like where was this before we've had three seasons now why are we just getting all this kind of character development now because they were too busy fighting the titans they finally and got that's the fucking problem i have with attack on titan there's such a great story here to be told but just tell it it's i think in season two they they like delved a bit into like like these like different sides of the characters that were more interesting because yeah in season one the characters weren't all that interesting i think what carried season one was like the plot and just the, and the action and the action yeah and just how high this show can get in terms of its hype and you know just exhilarating action i would actually i would argue that 75 percent of what carried the first season were its action sequences and the soundtrack that's not well yeah yes <laughs> um but but this season especially handles like all of mo I think all of the cast pretty fucking well. Even yeah. even Aaron. 
I mean, I was yeah. Which well, it, hand, it handles it, it handles Aaron Mikasa and Armin really great because it has very little scenes with them in it. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. you know, I don't think what... mm-hmm. I don't think Mikasa got any like character moments. No, she didn't because she's a fucking block of wood that's only strong when the oh, plot my. needs her to be. Okay, I think they explained though why she's so strong. Yeah. So we get like a plot relevant. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about she's only she only acts on the strength that she has when it's actually yeah, necessary for the plot. I give you a good oh. example. Good examples in the first two episodes. Um in the first and um I think it's maybe it's in the second and the third. Anyway, um there is uh, a scene where they're trying to go recapture um uh Aaron and Historia, right? Mm-hmm. And they're in yeah. that little like warehouse looking place and Mikasa is able to take full grown men who like they're about so twice full grown men mm-hmm. who look like they're about twice her size out and restrain them with no with no problems whatsoever. But mm-hmm. yet in the very next episode, when Levi, who is about the same height and build as she is, tries to restrain her, she can't get away. Mm-hmm. That's my issue you... with it. No, no they they literally they're... explain that in yeah. this season. They're both awkward. Which we can talk about. Yeah. They're this comes much later in the season, but they're both Ackerman, and they have like a special blood that flows through them that makes them stronger than um, a normal person. So yeah, that's why she was able. Are, like the same. Yeah, they're the same bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, I did. I did. I didn't of... get any of that, but sure. They mentioned oh, it multiple on. times. <laughs> yeah, they mentioned it all the time. I but guess. Speaking of because I'll, I'll, like, I'll believe you on that one. I didn't pay attention uh, to it. I guess. Speaking of her, I, but also like you might have forgotten already, which like I wouldn't be surprised because of course, uh, most of her character uh, development of and exploration of her character was done in season one and season two to some extent. So yeah, I'm okay with this season exploring other members of the cast because why mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Definitely. Um, so why don't we just like take a step back and talk about what actually happened during this season, which is mostly focused around the scouts running away from the military police, Hmm. um, which I've complained about before. I didn't really understand why, um, humanity was bickering amongst themselves when there was a Titan force coming at them. To me, that didn't make sense. But by the end of the season, you know, they explain all of the ulterior motives that the military police had to justify why they were, um, you know, fucking everyone else over. Specifically Um, the council. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad that question got answered. Um, And now that, like, it's that question is answered, um, I do actually really appreciate the uh, nuance that the show does of depicting all of the different... um, squabbling and fighting between all these different factions because it feels very accurate to what would happen in a situation like this if it were to happen in real life like if it makes the world feel more real and i definitely really appreciated that um especially since this season made it very uh made a, a very pointed effort to uh be analogous to a totalitarian government through like, because yeah. so many actions that the royal family did is very typical of a totalitarian government. Like, there's so many things that they did, um, and I I appreciate all those little things. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna list them all, but yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, if, if you're gonna list all the atrocities, I mean, that'd be a long episode. 
Oh, honey. Um, so after, so for a while they were running away from the military police, and then eventually the military police was able to capture and and Historia and abduct them to who knows where. Um, and then we switch into oh shit, we have to retake. Aaron and Historia, and one of the first scenes after that is Levi and Hanji capturing some MPs and torturing them, and I really like that scene. That scene because, was glorious. Oh, God. So good. It was so creative. I loved it. Also, I love how throughout the, the fucking season, Hanji is just so fucking excited for the torture i know this is why i love hanji because it establishes her character so early on and it never deviates from it like every time she's on screen is glorious because she has a singular goal to fucking to fucking hurt as many people as possible and find out shit yeah and it was really fun to watch um also during the whole skerfuffle we got to see historia's backstory um with her mother which Oh my god. I honestly watching her mother take her hand on Historia's face and like fling her into the Just air. She did like she did like a double somersault and I'm like, girl, that's impressive. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Um I know that's yeah, supposed to be to like a sad poignant moment, but it actually comes off as somewhat comedic. Seeing as how she just gets flung across the fucking field like she's a fucking feather. Yeah, I mean Attack on Titan is very over the top and they didn't a hold back with this backstory. I know. Yeah, I, I just, I, I feel like that could have been a really poignant moment had it just been like a slap across the cheek and she just kind of recoiled from it. But no, she's like picks her up and throws her across the fucking field. I'm like, all right, sure. Mm-hmm. And don't another interesting thing, like, mm-hmm. don't you think they portrayed it like that because she, like, yeah, she throws her to the other side of the field, but then she gets up and smiles because, like, the first interaction she has with her mother yeah, like, that was her for the I, first time. Like, I, that's sort of the point of the scene, even though it's ridiculous. I, I, yes, it is. Well, it is ridiculous, and it is over the top, but it's also very anime because, like, who, where yeah. else would anime would you find someone that yeah. gets physically abused and smiles from it? I mean... Uh, like, I think oh, in this context, oh, my mom paid attention think? to me even though it's abuse. Don't you think it's a bit of a touchy subject? <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> oh no! Um, Maybe. Yeah. So, uh, another scene I really liked was domestic violence. Am I right? Oh too? god! No! 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 Some <laughs> some people god. enjoy that. Let's be honest. Oh god! Um, please stop! What is wrong with you, Alex? What? I mean, she's uh, she's certainly at at the end of this this stretch of twelve episodes. She certainly don't try seemed to, to en- no. She se- certainly seemed to enjoy hitting people because she just socks Levi at the end of the this span of episodes. Uh, that scene was funny, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Another scene that I liked was um, when Hanji uh, cooperated with Flagler Reeves, and they were uh, they pretended as if they had got caught and the military police was bragging about all the crimes they committed mm-hmm. and then they revealed that all the citizens were actually hiding in the house and they actually heard all the confessions i thought that was pretty cool it kind of reminds oh. me of um season one where all the citizens were hiding oh i don't know citizens all the people were hiding when annie was trying to go underground Those um, were the scouts. 
I like both those scenes. Another scene, another great Hanji scene is at the very beginning where they, after Pastor Nick is killed. This, this episode is going to turn into the Hanji episode. I fucking love Hanji. She's my favorite character in Attack on Titan. Um, um, when they go to where the, the crime scene where Pastor Nick was murdered um, mm-hmm. and she's like, she's feigns complete ignorance as to what's going on and she wants to grab the uh, the military police officer's hands to see if he had been beating the shit out of Pastor so Nick. so good. That's like, mm-hmm. girl, you're you're doing you're going way over the top with it, but good job. I like how she said, "I have a message for you," <laughs> and then she goes on this huge monologue about how you're gonna pay for your crimes, how you're gonna get tortured, and I'm gonna fuck you over. <laughs> and I was I like, love, "Bye." It's like, "Bye, love, bitches. See you I love soon." The part later on when they're like, they're like, they capture this uh, one of the soldiers, and Levi is like, "Okay, I start torturing him." And it's like. You, you guys don't don't know how to torture. Aren't you supposed to ask me questions before? And it's like, yeah, whatever. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was really so funny. I, I will say one thing. One thing that seemed, I, I guess you could say it, it's very realistic. Is um, there's a scene during all of this where uh, there's members of the media that are trying to interview the military police mm. and. Not only are the military police trying to censor the media, the media themselves are kind of complicit in their own censorship yeah. by by like there's there's a rookie reporter or whatever who asks a question and like the the veteran reporter's like shut up don't ask that question. I mean, you've seen what happens if you go to the military police, you're gonna get murdered. So I don't blame the media for like <laughs> bowing down. Before but that's, the that, that, that's very realistic to how media is run in a totalitarian oh my God. society. Oh, in a totalitarian society in today's society. No, no, I, I, well, maybe in certain societies, but, but we it, live it, in a society. We live in a society, but yeah, that, that's kind of realistic to how it is in certain definitely totalitarian mm-hmm. governments throughout yeah. history. Like the media, not only is censored by the government, but people in the media kind of censor themselves by the questions they don't ask. Yeah, and we see um, not only do they, like, violently um, or threaten violence to the media, but they apparently they threaten violence to anyone who questions uh, the status quo, like Erwin's father, who's just like, you know, these history books aren't quite cohesive. They don't quite make sense. Oh, you think that? Okay, bye, you're dead. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> and Fuck, police arrived. Yeah, um, we also see that they've killed, like, people who try and invent new technologies and try to progress humanity technologically, like the, apparently a couple that made a blimp, which I thought was just, when I saw that, um, for the first time, I was just so disgusted, because, like, that just felt way too accurate to how a totalitarian government would control a population is you know deny them it's a quality of life it's very technology it's it's very reminiscent of what happened in cambodia where people who were deemed to be intellectuals were rounded up and killed because the government thought they would know too much about what's going on yeah i know it's just honestly some of the stuff is so accurate it's just disgusting um and you see I know, no, I love it. I love it. I, think, I love. I think what he's saying is really. Sure. You, do you no, know me? <laughs> I think what he's saying is he likes it. It's just it's it sort of makes him recoil. Yeah, yeah, it's like this sure. is a little too real. Oh yeah, no, but it's it's amazing writing. I think um, yeah. from, to to elicit a reaction of disgust, um, and you see especially like um, if we skip forward a little to like near the end of the season where they overthrow the government, 
um, you know, like immediately after they overthrow the government, they're able to come up with a technology, the executioner, that makes killing Titans so much more efficient. And like, Hanji is so, so happy. So happy. <laughs> I've never seen someone have a better looking orgasm. Oh, dear. But, you know, it's like it's honestly so sad because, you know, the technology happened so quickly. And like if they had the executioner, you know, like five years ago, like maybe... 500 people wouldn't have died in like scout missions so you can really see how just a little bit of um you know technological advancement can really adjust the quality of life and how disgusting it is how you know suppressing that is like ruining every like basically killing people so i that scene just i really i i was mind blown by that scene i know yeah. i know we're jumping around but also like if if we're on topic like how like th that this society is being portrayed like how like in the middle of this arc when like they're they are overthrowing the, the government so there's like this like small period of time where it's like a military um, um government or whatever mm -hmm. and a coup d'etat um, yeah a, a coup d'etat exactly and you see like how the citizens are like uh, are already like questioning oh they're doing all these drills just to keep us in check or whatever mm -hmm. well you know they're doing because they trying to protect the citizens or whatever so mm -hmm. it's really well thought out definitely i mean actual totalitarian governments do do those drills to keep people yes. in line yeah. even though that wasn't the case for this particular story yeah. but that is definitely what happened um and it definitely hits close to home for you know real life also it's uh, great it's great mm -hmm. propaganda like the the word propaganda is has a very negative connotation but it can actually be used for good good means uh i mean time will tell if it's actually good in this case but that whole battle at the city that we're talking about was set up to have historia yeah. be able to be the savior that comes in and saves the day and makes mm -hmm. her like claim to the throne so to speak more legitimate or at least mm -hmm. more uh a good idea in the eyes of the people like that's a propaganda just as much as the propaganda that the uh, the original government was spewing out yeah it was set up queen <laughs> she looks good in the crown what can i say hmm. um fucking simps <laughs> oh dear uh yeah so one of the uh climaxes i think of this season was uh was the coup d'etat that you were talking about and i thought that that was such a great scene I that really was like 18 that dimensional chess because we got like who's on whose side are they on that guy's side is he on this guy's <laughs> side what is this person coming in and saying like there's a titan attack what the fuck yeah that false report of the titan attack was like oh this is juicy i know that was such a great move i also i also like how um uh fucking what was the guy's name that controls the armored titan reiner reiner like he gets a credit in this season but he says absolutely nothing <laughs> says, his voice actor got a credit in this season but said like nothing i uh, i guess so um yeah so that was th that whole setup was great though because it all happens within like a span of like 10 minutes and it's it set up so perfectly uh-huh. I remember when I was watching this airing how some people were complaining about how long the trial went on and I'm like, girl, the trial was the whole thing. You yeah, wanted to go I'm on like, longer. That was the main so course. Hmm. I know. I'm like, uh, oh, this political intrigue, I love it. This is actually um, one of the most tense scenes that I think I can actually remember seeing so far in this show. 
Like, it there's actual tension. Like, is Erwin just going to get fucking murdered? Is is Pixis going to actually go, go through with this? Or is he going to uh, betray Erwin? Like, is are, are all of Erwin's gambles eventually going to fall apart on him? Mm-hmm. Show, yeah, can I... you confirm that? Because I remember wh- while this part was airing, uh, a lot of people talked about how, how in the anime it's so it's it ha- it is handled so well compared to the manga. Was there like in the manga? Is it like how is this arc like played out? Because I, I heard that people didn't like this well, arc in the manga. Having having not read the manga and just seen the anime, I would I would wager that. It actually plays out over the course of like three fucking chapters in the manga. I don't even remember particularly, but honestly, the anime is a, such a better experience than the manga just because, first of all, the manga is the art is not that great. It's hard to get like actual emotion from it, but also just, I mean, Studio Wit does a great job with the anime, the production That's quality, the sound, the music is everything. Yeah, it's really well produced, so it's really good. But I don't particularly remember the scene mm, okay. in the manga. Do you particularly remember any scene from the manga? If, well, fuck I you. The US chapters. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember those. I remember, uh, well, I guess we forgot to mention this. I guess we'll mention that later. But anyways, moving on. Um, yeah. So after Erwin's trial and all that bullshit, um, they figure out that... Uh, Rod Rice is holding uh, Aaron and Historia in an underground chapel, which looks beautiful, amazing. I would hold my wedding there. Um, <laughs> um, shackled to, shack, shackle to the wall. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's the only, like, topless, shackled to the wall, gagged, fucking with wraps I mean, that's around the only his way. hands. Do that's you, the only do you way. take this woman to be your bride? I mean, that's the only way I'm going to get a husband. So I got to shackle him down in the chapel. Um, you know, you, 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 you kid, but there might be some truth to that. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. So in, in the whole scene surrounding the chapel, we learn a lot of things. And one of those things, a very important little tidbit of information, is that Aaron's father is apparently a titan shifter. Um and we learn later on that he is a titan shifter that came from beyond the wall. What the fuck? Oh, um, so he's dead? Yeah. yeah he's he, dead. Thank God. In case no one... Thank, <laughs> thank God he's dead so we can't fuck any more shit up. No, he, he lives on in Aaron. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. Aaron ate him. See, see this, this is the part where the, <laughs> the season started so to lose me. I'll be honest. Oh really? I mean, oh, from, from a, so good. no, shut up. From a visual, from a visual perspective, it looks good. But as I have said before, there's a great story here. If only it weren't shackled to the overly convoluted bullshit around the Titans. I guess. I mean, at this point, we obviously don't have the full story. We don't know where Grisha came from. We don't know why he came, what he was doing. I will say one thing I did like is this introduction of the idea that there is a, I I guess, a family of people who have this ability to control people's memories. Like, Mm -hmm. that I actually liked. The bloodline of the king. I just just wish it weren't done through the guys with the Titans. You could actually have done this exact same thing without the Titans. You could have just had a political thriller type show or a story with with just with with a family of people ruling with an iron fist that control people's memories. That would have been so much better than this convoluted bullshit with the Titans. I don't know. The thing is, you say convoluted. I say interconnected. 
I, I say convoluted in a, as which, shit. which which in a show that has like major mystery aspects to it is satisfying to unravel the whole mystery of this world as you go along in the story. That's the whole point, you know. Yeah, and that's not the, that's another thing. Like, yeah, there were a lot of things that were revealed in this season about fucking time. Um, because you're so. Mm, that's, <laughs> that's, you're supposed. You're not supposed to get all the answers. Right at the beginning, you're supposed to build on our mystery, build on more elements, and start. You're, you're right. Oh you're shit! Right. What's With going the... on? And slowly, you get the payoff. Right. You're absolutely the, right. Like the you payoff should... comes at the end, not at the beginning. You know. Yeah, no, no, that that's absolutely not true. So with a long no, running, uh, okay, not no. exclusively to no. Okay, with a long, go. with a long running mystery story, what you need is a mystery that can carry you all the way through. But as you unravel, you you can't unravel all the threads at your like two thirds mark. You have have to unravel a thread here, a thread here, a thread here, yeah, a thread here. And you and did. Then... The thread has, the threads have been Yeah, the threads have been unraveled slowly. slowly, but they yes, have been That's my point. Unraveling. Too slowly. Too damn slowly. Because, it has you been know, quite slow. it's, of course, it's slowly because, you know, you're building that anticipation, and at the same time, you have the plot that keeps progressing. I'm breaking him. Forward. I'm fucking like, breaking no, no. him. It's beautiful. No, I am Hanji. Me. This is this is my time, bitch. <laughs> Listen. So you have season one. You have the status quo. It's fucking peace. Nice. Then the Titans show up. Mm. Fuck everything up. You have a goal for the main character. I'm gonna kill all the Titans. And da 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 da. -da. Oh, there's this basement thing that I need. That like, what the fuck is up with that? Okay. But you can, from the get-go, say, okay, now I need to, like, receive a payoff for all of these things. First, you need to build up your character to get him to the emotional state you want him, so when he faces the, those payoffs, it leads to an interesting character development. Which is exactly what happens. Like, fucking Aaron, his mind is breaking apart in this season. Which is great, it's interesting. Like, you, you fucking challenge your main character, which, for once, makes him more interesting than a fucking piece of shit, right? That's the whole idea of uh, that's the whole idea of like building your story block by block, piece by piece, interconnected with both your themes, your characters, your world, and that you know that's like fucking good story. Uh, well, th thanks for coming to my TED talk. Oh dear, I'm I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you see all of this in Attack on Titan. It's high. You should show it to me sometime. Oh no, dude, um, I'm gonna show you my Disney. Oh my. <laughs> Why are you rewarding him, Nitai? Yeah, I mean, really. For the record, yeah. for the record, I'm not trying to convince anyone that this show is good. Like, I, I really like the third season. I think it's actually pretty spectacular. But it's not like from the get-go, I was like, fucking, oh, Taco Tide's the best shit ever. Oh, god damn. And it's like, no, like I just enjoyed it. But I just, <laughs> you're talking about flaws that you see in it. But it's like, I can't, I can't understand. There are some flaws in the show. For sure, but you're talking about fucking story structure that I think is actually pretty well thought out. Not perfect, even messy at the beginning, but still pretty well thought out considering how long it is and how many like how much it is interconnected more than you like. The, the further along you go in the show, the more you see how things are connected and actually like put in place to like make the whole like just experience of watching more satisfying. And it's like, ah, uh, it's killing me because it is pretty fucking good, and I don't get it from a lot of shows. Like, yeah, I this mean, whole structure is one thing that I I really believe is like 
really well done. Like, god damn. And I completely disagree. It's very poorly done. It's like, but it's... And it, it's because it has in its core threads a mystery story. And that's great. But I can't wait three seasons to get a majority of my questions answered. But that's the thing. You, like, again... Like that whole what's in the basement, what's up with this world? It's it, it I mean, needs I, to be put in the back burner. I haven't seen it, but what's in the basement's gonna be a fucking MacGuffin. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything. Like what I'm trying to say, it's like not only that mystery, but also like the mystery of the government, the mystery of like the fucking people around Aaron and stuff. You know, slowly but surely you get more and more details. The fucking season two, uh, Ymir's backstory that opens a whole not of can of worms, but it's it's interesting, it's fascinating, it keeps you on your toes. It doesn't let you like sit back and say, "Oh, obviously this is gonna lead to this and this is going to lead into that." No, it it throws more curveballs at you to like make you like think, "Okay, shit, now I have even more information, but I but I feel like I don't, I still don't know enough," and that's the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Valentine <laughs> is definitely a very slow build up. Um, yeah. But at least for me, and I think Nitai, it does a good job of distracting you from the, um, you know, prying questions with, you know, tense scenes and a lot of, like, plot being pushed forward with a lot of different things That's happening. my problem. Because it's like watching a J.J. Abrams film. It's like, all right, no, look at this, ex- look at this explosion. Dare. No, don't it's like, it's like look at this explosion. Don't think about the plot. All right. Now, 15,000 hours later, let's talk about the plot. No, but unlike a J.J. Abrams movie, like, the explosion leads you to more clues about the mystery. That's the whole thing. Well, I think it works for Attack on Titan. Clearly you disagree, Alex. I, yes. Um, and also Thank you for another, the TED Talks, though, Natai. <laughs> another good oh, thing I welcome. think Attack on Titan does is, even though there is a slow buildup, it is still uh, well thought out and consistent. It consistently foreshadows uh, events to come and you know it takes a long time for those events to come but they eventually do come like it's not it doesn't lie to you like in episode two we see a flash a very like half a second flash of aaron's dad stabbing him with a syringe and what now episode 40 45 or something we finally yeah. get the i don't know as, knowledge as, of that as crunchyroll what episode it is i haven't figured that out yet uh, like, <laughs> but what i'm yeah. trying to say is that you know it might be slow but Clearly, the author and the producer know what the story is, and they are building towards something, so it is, like, consistent. So that I can appreciate. Like, not a lot of shows are able to be consistent with their foreshadowing, so I can appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I I can appreciate that, too, but another issue that I have is the amount of foreshadowing. Like, not everything that happens in your story has to be foreshadowed. Good example is Kenny. That hasn't been foreshadowed at all. And you know what? It was fucking great. I guess. I mean, yeah, the that, entire yeah. premise of this show is about people being kept in ignorance and trying to learn about their uh, world. So I think that's the entire point of the show is that you as a viewer are kept in ignorance and you have to struggle to learn about the show just like the characters. And that's, um, that's great. I just wish it were done in a more cohesive way. Well, we're not. That didn't involve fucking Titans. Well, oh yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> I can understand your complaint if this was the last season and if this was the climax, but it's not. We're not even close to the climax. Once we get to the final climax, that is relevant to the Titans and the mysteries of the Titans. To be fair, at least if that if you are still complaining about the 
Titan's involvement. All in right. The story. To be to be fair, you are right, but no one has seen how the anime is going to end yet, and no one's even seen how the manga is going to end yet. So we can't actually We're not say here for this today. I know we are, but no one can say right now, except maybe sure. the manga, whether it's going to actually have a cohesive, understandable ending. No, nope, okay. but we can move on. So. <laughs> Um, some more interesting information we learn is a lot about, you know, the Rice family and how the, apparently the ruler of the walls gets passed down and for some reason wants to control humanity by keeping them at the beck and call of the Titans surrounding them. Um, and all of these, like, very interesting, uh, rules that go with having the, um having the founding titan in your body um which was a lot of information um and is interesting but i will say there yeah. was a lot of information dumped at us in that one episode like that I entire like, episode like, was like a fucking info dump i like how it's presented though like at first aaron sort of wakes up and he sees himself in a mirror and he looks like a girl which is it's frida it's like a memory of frida mm, like how uh-huh. that's like a whole that freaked me out like i was like moment. what's happening yeah, it's so good are we seeing him in the future where he like transitions <laughs> or something i i love that moment it freaked me out so much when i first saw it yeah i just got confused but um i really liked how they directed the like when he's first awakening in the chains he gets like flashbacks of what happens uh, to his father, and then they find they like later on explain what's actually happening. Happening, I think they cut that scene really well. Um, yeah. But speaking of being chained in a chapel, um, <laughs> how did you spend your weekend? <laughs> oh, honey, um, <laughs> that whole that whole fight sequence that happened in the chapel was really cool. I really appreciated so it. Good. Um, I assume you're talking com- about the thing with Kenny and uh, yeah. yeah, scouts, right? I yeah, really like that the... was really good because it's like yeah. you can do a really good fight scene with this ODM gear in a very confined space. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. liked all the different tactics they used with you know uh, their ODM gear smoke. can the smoke yeah. yeah the ODM gear can only shoot in the direction that they're like traveling and I'm like and they're like taking advantage of that and then they like put up a net wall and like you can't cross the net wall what? if you're flying through the air the, i'm like, like well that's a, pretty creative what what a, what a very obvious uh flaw to put in your odm gear though compared to what you had before i know i'm well, like it's why not like the titans can throw nets at you you know <laughs> no i think he means like the the gun pointing only yeah the, in the, the fact, the fact yeah. that you can only travel in a single direction at a time like with the odm gear that the scouts and presumably other uh, members of the military have like they can change direction pretty much on the fly and i mean as much as gravity would let them i guess um but then there's this obvious flaw that you you're in like half of your entire body is always going to be exposed with this new odm gear yeah um but we saw that like at least kenny like i guess you need to be experienced enough to be aware of that flaw and just you know like make it not as not not make yourself as vulnerable because we saw how Kenny can fucking zip around like a Perhaps. spider monkey li- or whatever. I like to think though that it's the arrogance of the government that created it, thinking that they would never have to plan for that eventuality. Probably. I think they say that they only recently developed the gear yeah, for this specific true. that it could be like, a prototype. Yes, that's also thing. true. Yeah. Um Although but the, yeah, if, the only... if it's a prototype, mm-hmm. why does so many people seem to have it? Because they developed it for to to hunt the scouts. 
I mean, yeah. the, I think the only I people that had it squad. were were yeah were Kenny Squad. I mean, maybe yeah, it's maybe it's just squad. something that's like currently in development, and they're like, "We'll try this out. This might work." Maybe. Um, yeah, the only complaint I had about that scene was that you know, in comparison to Levi running from Kenny and Trost, it's like, not as bombastic. Yeah, it's not as the animation to me just wasn't there. I well, I remember when it I had some really good cuts though. It did, it did definitely. But I remember when I first watched it as it was airing, I was a bit disappointed because like they did the huge build up, and I knew they had like they were able to animate these crazy scenes, but they didn't they didn't animate crazy true, sakuga true. for it mm. but i still i still enjoyed it yeah. um especially I, I on the was watching rewatch. with the group and we got oh, so nice, nice. <laughs> the I, I will i will say one thing about this whole thing this sequence of episodes is toward the end like his story just becomes like ultimate angst ridden teenager that was pretty cool i really okay i thought she was really angsty on the first watch but on the rewatch i really liked it because yeah I really felt like, you know, she was growing as a character. She wasn't, she stopped listening to what other people want from her. And she's like, fuck, I'm going to do what I want. And I, I don't want to fuck you're, with my hoes. You're absolutely right. It's just the dialogue could have been done a little bit better, in my opinion. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking humanity's yeah. enemy right now. And I'm like, oh, bitch. Well, yeah, fuck you, I very guess. over the top. Yeah, they like to do that. It's like, um, careful, girl. She could you be might my enemy. Your, careful, girl. Oh, you no. might cut yourself on oh, all that edge. no. Um, but yeah, I love that scene. It's really great. I mean, I love any scene with Aaron in chains, but God damn it! <laughs> so when are we going to okay. get to see Hanji in chains? I feel like she would like it. Oh, Stop. unfortunately, yes. Um, so after this whole scenario with the chapel, Rod Rice turns into the colossal Titan Part Two. Oh, I, I, I know. I like calling it. He actually had. I, I think they actually just call it the Rod Rice Titan. Reese yes. Titan. I like the name that Levi gave to it. Big ass Titan. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Can we yeah, just call it Big Ass something. Titan from now on? Big ass Titan. Um. Just big ass. The B. The oh B A T. Big ass Titan. Oh no. B A G. So, so this is where Attack on, Sti- Attack on Titan started to um, go down the shithole with the CG. Uh, down the shithole? Has it ever been good with CG? Oh my god. But, no. this, this is the most the- ridiculous looking <laughs> Titan I've ever seen. Like, how am I supposed to be scared of this? Yeah. Yeah. I think the CG isn't that bad, honestly. No, it's terrible. Like, it's awful. No, no. You've seen bad CG. It ain't the chief. It's, it's like I'm yeah. not saying it's like perfect, but it's <laughs> I don't not have that words. bad. Like okay. I don't know. Like, I agree. It could when, be when worse. I, no, it I, could be worse. On, a, on a rewatch, like noticing like the the smoke effects and stuff, like it, it looks pretty okay. Like I don't have a problem with it. Oh, like like Definitely. the heating, the heat yeah. effects coming off of it actually look fine. It's just the design yeah. of the Titan is really unimposing. Yeah, no, actually, that's well, a whole different thing. I liked. You know, I like the like the concept of the Titan of him like mm. like dragging his head along the, the fucking <laughs> that ground. That was so retarded. His, fucking weird. His body is like a fucking accordion. 
I thought that was a really interesting design. Yeah. Uh, that's By the creative. end of the whole I sequence, feel like, he so doesn't even have a face. I have to, yeah, like half of his face is just gone, like it's been sliced off by a katana. Um, I mean, they animated I, that part really well, though. They that did. Really that part well. was yeah, actually like animated that. pretty yeah. well. I have a feeling that I don't know what it looks like in the manga. I can't imagine it looks good. Um, no. I feel work. like the manga was like, shit, I've run out of ideas for new titans. What do I do? Let's just Can cut this one's face off. I really don't understand why Rod Rice turned into a fucking, you know, larva thing. I don't, that was... <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but sure. Um, but one th one thing that I really liked from that whole shenanigans with the Rod Rice Titan was that, um, you know, Aaron had this moment where he was like talking to someone on the top of the wall of some district. I don't know what name of the district they were defending. And he was like, you know, Orvid. I, okay, thank you, Orvid. You know, I'm a weak piece of shit. I ain't, I ain't no one special. I am a trash lord, and I'm gonna live with it, honey. I'm a work. Hey, I and, mean, you know, you got to admit what you are from time to time, and he, he's is accepting it that he's a piece of shit character, and he's not wrong. Can we talk about that for a second? I was like, through these like like this handful of episodes he's like his whole character is just being torn to shreds mm -hmm. and then he's like okay time to like let go of that just piece of shit kid and mm -hmm. try to like you know get a hold of myself and just do the thing i need to do to like help everyone and stop with the whole melodrama bullshit i just i yeah. have a feeling this is leading to him just every single time from now on going i need my block of wood mikasa where are you what okay <laughs> What does he do with his block of wood? Mikasa is oh, the block mean... of wood. Oh, okay. Um, no, I definitely appreciate Glad that went over this. your head. Yes. Whoosh. This... Whoosh. Whoosh. Um, this character development for him. Um, I honestly wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to actually be a proper character since he was so yeah. um, over the top, you know, like very camp in how he was angry all the time um but i i am impressed that you know the author is actually changing his character to um become somewhat more level-headed again so about time i can appreciate it about um, time honestly i think it works like they just like tried to yeah. fuck with him that his dad his dad is the main problem with the mm -hmm. world you know? i guess i guess i guess you know three seasons it's finally time to give our fucking main character some development no i can appreciate the long haul development yeah you know? yep <laughs> i i i can't he's still i i still don't like him as a character i still think he's very poorly developed um <laughs> but much like much like mikasa and armin <laughs> Um, I mean, it definitely could be better, but I'll take what scraps I get. <laughs> um, and then at the end, like, when they actually finish, you know, eradicating the Rod Rice Titan and Levi's cleaning up at the ruins, you know, he finds Kenny on the floor dying. Oh, and Kenny. they have that whole, like, flashback of Kenny raising Levi and all that bullshit. And, you know... I didn't quite catch it the first time I watched it, but um, Levi was asking Kenny, you know, why didn't you just inject yourself with the fucking Titan fluid if you were so hell-bent on doing anything to survive? And Kenny didn't answer, and all he did was give the the syringe to Levi. And, like, on the rewatch, I'm like, 
you didn't do it for yourself because you want to care for your baby. Do you know? Do you know why <laughs> he didn't baby. do it? Do you know why he didn't do it? Because plot he's a, demands. No, he not because do he's a daddy. No. He's a papa. He wants to care for his little also little baby. I, I I didn't catch that on my first watch as well, but because on the first watch I just oh, Kieran is the best. It's just fucking psychotic. I love it. It's so good. But now on this on the rewatch, I like. I don't know why he didn't register the first time, but, like, finally understanding, like, his motivation. And it's sort of, like, I find it super compelling. Like, his whole thing is that, man, I feel like the most skeptical piece of shit in the world that then he sees how, like, this founding Titan power, like, turns someone into, uh, what's his name? Uri. To, like, this more... Um, uh, compassionate? Uh, what's the word? Yeah, compassionate person. And it's like... And it's like, man, is there like, is there like, I guess maybe even redemption or salvation even for a piece of shit like me? And that's why he's after like that power, which I totally missed on my first watch. I don't know why, but which is like, a phenomenal uh, motivation if you think about it. Yeah, um, yeah, super oh, no. interesting. I which is why I loved too. Kenny's story. Like Kenny's story arc in this season, as brief as it so was, good. was so well thought out and well developed. And it it goes to show you that a character with a quickly developed story arc can still be good <laughs> cough mm-hmm. cough Aaron cough cough Mikasa cough cough he's Armin. also just a really is just a really good antagonist because he like puts all the other characters in a fucking extreme situation they've never been in which... oh yeah for sure mm-hmm. I, I will I will say had had the situation been slightly different at the end and Kenny not been near death he absolutely would have injected himself absolutely would have i don't think i don't so. know that's maybe the whole point that was that the whole point that he could have and yeah. he didn't and yeah I, I don't because think it's so. like yeah this is my time to like be maybe even compassionate it's like no nah, i don't well, need this. let me rephrase that had he been near death and levi not been there maybe he would have injected himself no because he would have had he would have so. had no he would have not uh, known that levi would end up with the in the syringe that's true but that ma- that doesn't make sense. Why he would just wait there and wait to die until Levi found him? Why wouldn't he just inject him immediately himself immediately? I don't know. These these are the kind of stories I ask myself while I'm watching this show. That is a good question to ask. Um. So <sighs> anyway, my my point is that Kenny's backstory was, or his entire character arc really was handled very very well in the comparatively short amount of episodes. Yeah, he. I really liked how it all came to an end for Kenny. Yeah, I would say he's probably the best developed character thus far in the show, and he was in it for, well, at least of named characters, probably the least. Mm. I don't know. Some people get names and they're immediately killed because, you know, plot demands. Kenny was not as much. I feel like a lot of the characters, like the Titan Shifters, we don't even know the backstory for, so maybe you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um. But Yeah, so far the villains haven't been that developed because we just don't know anything about yeah we just don't know like Rainer and Bithril the most like interesting because they're like in this weird situation Mm. of being like playing for both teams you know Mm -hmm. not really anymore yeah I mean they were well certainly trying to play it off as playing for both teams if nothing else this is like okay what like Kenny is the first like actual antagonist we get to see him from like his story from beginning to end because it actually ends Yes, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right, and it, it's phenomenal to see. In fact, I would say that until this time, but besides the Titans, we haven't really seen any antagonists, like yeah. in the government at least. Yeah. And it, we yeah. actually got to see the fucking government for the first time. 
Oh my god, I love how during the coup d'etat, the king was like, oh, is it time for Is time it time for, for food? food? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bitch, are you funny. Sasha's father? Oh my god. Speaking of I, which, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Sasha's no. Sasha's every scene that Sasha was in was fucking phenomenal this season too. I love, I love her when they tied her up and she's like, oh yeah. And she wakes up and she realizes everyone's leaving and she hasn't had any food yet. She's like, mm, mm, mm. so good. <laughs> Sasha is a precious role. And then when they go to uh to to Shadi's uh. The, the commandant thing and she's like she still treats him as though she's still in training like, yes, oh sir, she has yes, such sir. a great she has such a great voice actress just like screaming <laughs> screaming oh my gosh she's so hilarious um if she doesn't be- become the fucking savior of humanity i fucking riot oh she our lord and savior sasha look. yes um speaking of shadows i think that's like one of the last things we see in this season um, now there's a sad story. Oh yeah, someone who got cucked by a friend. Oh. <laughs> I knew you oh, were going to say that. Oh, Alan. <laughs> I wanted to say it before. I beat you oh, to man. it, and that's exactly yeah. what happens. This guy gets cucked, and his whole world falls apart. <laughs> it's beautiful. That was a really interesting story. Um, I was like, oh shit, when he started like calling Aaron's mom a whore. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> He ain't holding back. No. Fucking, he got cucked and he can't help it. He got NTR'd. Oh, no. God damn it. I really, really loved that at the very end of that um, whole backstory flashback that they revealed that Shadis was the one that tampered with Aaron's ODM gear in the training. See, I actually um, like yeah. that because it works both ways. Because in, in when that was actually happening back in season one, it's it's played off as like, oh, you just got some defective gear. And I'm thinking, well, in a military situation, maybe you can actually get, uh, you can get assigned defective gear and you have to turn it back in to get something new. But then you Use find flash, out- you definitely can. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, oh, sure, I'm sure you can actually attest to that being that you are in the military <laughs> yep how many guns have you had turned in don't don't answer that <laughs> moving on um, um yeah but but the I fact really that have, it's, it's played uh, off later is like this was actually intentional it's like oh fuck yeah i really like that especially since like when i was watching that at like when that actually happened i thought that was just so tonally different like that mm. became it be, the show became a slice of life show about like ooh, hoo, 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 let's do training life when like you know people are dying and i'm like what are we doing but now i understand you know there's the actual purpose to this and i'm like mm. oh it's all connected Damn, alex it's almost like this show is interconnected in oh its story. my god, god like damn. they're foreshadowing see, to events that will see, come shit see, here, like, here's the reason thing. for events to happen here's the my thing god. i'm not denying any of these things exist my <laughs> issue is with the rate at which it happens it's too Just damn binge slow watch it alex Damn, Alex, don't you think it, it's more powerful to see this at this point of the story instead of, oh, shit, an episode later than, the, like, the third episode of the show? Hmm. For, I mean, for this particular thing, yeah, it works great. But there you for go. everything else, probably not. No, it's not. But uh, you see it handled differently for in, like for different threads. Yes, I do see it differently because different threads should be handled differently. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It does. It is being handled differently for different threads. Wow. Um, something <laughs> that we can look forward to is <laughs> the final season of Attack on Titan has been announced. 
uh, allegedly for 2020. And it will be not animated by Studio Wit, which is not a surprise. Fucking told you. Because they're done with it. It will be animated by Studio Mappa, um, which I am excited for. Because there could definitely have been worse choices than Mappa. And... uh, (coughs) JC Staff. (laughs) But uh, Mappa has my confidence, especially with the preview they released, which I don't recommend you watching if you don't already know the events of the manga, because the preview spoils the manga a lot. Um, I however, did. I know you did, uh, because you don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, I've already however, been spoiled for a lot of stuff that's happening right now in the manga anyway, so. Um, the animation in the preview looks amazing. The designs look great. I am very confident that MAPPA will handle Attack on Titan the way it Please. should be. There were some characters Please. in it that I had to be, had to be pointed out to me who they were, because it's like, this is the character now? Okay. Shush. Wait, you but you shouldn't know that. Okay, Alex, you shouldn't be pointed Shush. out. It doesn't. God You're not it, supposed Alex. to know who they are, Alex. So that's fine. That's fine that oh. you didn't know who they were. Oh, I'm I'm glad. I I didn't know who Marco was last time we did one of these things. So. No, that you should have known. <laughs> I also had to look up that who the story was mother. in the first episode because I forgot why she was important. Do we want to talk about how we felt about this part of the show? I mean, Alex felt. I, I, I okay. I'll start off. This is the best part of Attack on Titan. I so felt far. mad and I felt glad. Oh my god! No, seriously, this is this is the best part of Attack on Titan so far. Be, simply because it, for the most part, focuses on the human element of the story. It focuses on, as you said, like the ignorance of the populace and how. Uh, tyrannical governments keep themselves in power by keeping people in the dark about a lot of stuff, especially what goes on behind the scenes. Um, it's probably the most realistic in terms of like a post-apocalyptic type scenario as to how mm-hmm. uh, governments would operate and specifically military, especially like, you know, tyrannical military would operate mm-hmm. and not be trustworthy of its citizens. I really liked all the details they did into making the totalitarian government. My only problem with that is they still didn't explain why it was a totalitarian government. We know that the king wants to keep. <gasps> wait, them you gotta wait protected. until the last episode. No, though. no, no, no. They said the king wants Fuck to keep, you. wants to keep them protect, like like enclosed in the Titans, but we don't know why. Like if they told us why during this season, then it would have had like a bigger impact on why there was like a total. Like well, it would feel more emotionally relevant to like if you don't know why you're being oppressed how can you feel emotionally like hurt by it like i, I don't I agree if you don't know why I, you're being oppressed how can you feel oppressed I, exactly oh, I, I specifically oh, dear. <laughs> I, it's yeah, like, I don't know where we're going with that no it's like it's like it's like it's like the fucking dictator said i specifically requested everyone be happy why are you not happy <laughs> Oh dear. Um, um, I, I agree. With, that is I one problem you, I have. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, show. But I think we should point out we're only talking about the first twelve episodes of this season because the yep. se- the third season was split into two parts. I will say it's it it's obvious to me that it was not done intentionally that way. I think it was originally supposed to air all as it one was to season, be like a one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But uh, maybe that will be answered in the next half. I don't know. Maybe. Did you watch the end? credit scene alex of the of the 12th episode yes Mo- okay. mostly did... because someone told me that i should i, oh, okay. I would have skipped over it had someone not said that um and i'm just thinking to myself when i saw that yeah it's all gonna go to shit thanks for telling me what i already knew yay i i loved how they directed that how they like 
warped the ed and then mikasa's so like good. at levi's throat and then they go back to the ed uh, that was Scared i love that shit out of me first time through actually no when, when that first happened like i i kind of knew something was going to happen because someone told me but had i not and i just saw that with thought what the fuck is going on with this stream oh dear <laughs> Uh, because it, it starts kind of subtly at first. It feels like it's some kind of like stream malfunction that it skips. And I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, had I not known that and just gone in with it blind, that's probably what I would have thought. But hey, if you like fucking OPs and EDs fucking up, what you should watch is JoJo's. <laughs> oh, dear. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah I... I uh, obviously, was was there any doubt that everything that they're doing is gonna go to shit? No, no. Um. So yeah. Uh. Season three, part one of Attack on Titan. I definitely liked. I mean, not a surprise. Um. I thought the genre shift added more depth to the story, which I've already talked about. Um. We get more answers, which I need. Um. We also get a lot of questions, which need to be answered. But I will wait for those answers very patiently. Um, and we get a lot of character moments, which I really appreciate because I really like these characters. So I'm very satisfied with this. For season. the record, I gave it a 5 out of 10, which is the highest score I've given to any part of Attack on Titan so far. <sighs> Listen, all Attack on Titan is 10 out of 10, so you don't have to ask what I wrote, rated it. Hey, but for what I've done, like I gave Season 2 a 2 out of 10. For what I've done with Attack on Titan so far, this is a vast improvement. Honey, I'm waiting for you to go past the five out of ten for the next seasons, honey. I'm waiting. Maybe it will. The only I would I would give it a higher score if it weren't so fucking attached to the Titans. Like without the Titans, the story would be so much better. But the story is gonna get so much more complicated with all the Titans. Think of all the Titans. Uh, think of yeah. the Titans. Think of how convoluted it's gonna get and all the rules they're gonna introduce out of their ass. Think of how consistent I, they're going to be with everything they co- introduce. I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was I mean, he's already good. given a TED Talk. Does he need to say anything else? Probably not. I liked it. it. This third season is so fucking good. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we sure enjoyed bringing it to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, BitChute, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you'd like us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things are down below in the description. I've been your host, Joe, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everyone. If you want more TED Talks, let me know. I'll do it. <laughs> hey, all I got to say is uh, Hanji for president. That's it. Hon- honey, Hanji Historia for queen! Fuck, fuck you, simp! Yes, queen. Work. Simp! You calling me a simp and you just drooling over, all over Hanji, you fucking weird piece of shit. Yeah, but I didn't donate to her PayPal. You, you donated to Historia's PayPal. Dude, I will donate anything to her PayPal if I could. Follow Hanji on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>